Hello, folks. This is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Father, I thank you again for your Word. Holy Spirit, for the power to make it alive to us as we take in the words of Jesus today and learn to apply it to our life. I pray blessings over all who belong to Christ, and I pray blessings on those who have yet to come. And it's our desire to spread the gospel in the kingdom, that the darkness will be pushed away and that we will bask in his glorious light. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 11. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples now, this is the Lord's Prayer. You'll also find it in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls you out from his bedroom. Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it, for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? One day, Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. And when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed, but some of them said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others, trying to test Jesus, demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. Isn't that amazing? They just seen cast out a demon and, a, and a, a man who couldn't speak healed that he could speak. And then they asked him to prove himself by another sign. Isn't it interesting that they actually took what Jesus did, the power of the Holy Spirit, and gave credit to Satan? That to me is the definition of blasphemy. I could be wrong. It's the way I read it. Luke chapter 11, verse 17. 
He knew their thoughts. So he said, any kingdom divided by a civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I am empowered by Satan? But if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons as well, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man like Satan is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings. That's done, by the way, through the word of God. This is just great stuff. Verse 23, anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, by the way, when we get rid of the filth of the old flesh and Satan working in our lives, and we get forgiveness and accept Christ as our Savior and make him our Lord, we must maintain then the spirit within us so that those evil things will not come back. They're called strongholds, and we have great power by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to break strongholds and cast down imaginations. You'll find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3, 4, and 5. Luke eleven twenty seven. As he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breasts that nursed you. And Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. As the crowd pressed in on Jesus, he said, This evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. What happened to him was a sign of the people of Nineveh that God had sent him. What happens to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. The Queen of Sheba will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it. For they repented of their sin at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. 
Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when you're but when it is bad, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Amen to that. Amen to that. Luke chapter 11, verse 37. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony, a tradition required by Jewish custom. The Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools! Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Amen? When you're all in, you tithe, you give to charities, and you help others. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you love to sit in the seat of honor in the synagogue and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplace? Yes, what sorrow awaits you? For you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption that they are stepping on. Teacher, an expert in religious law, asked, You have insulted us as well in what you just said. Yes, Jesus said. What sorrow also awaits you experts in religious law? For you crush people with your unbearable religious demands, and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you? For you build monuments to the prophets your own ancestors killed long ago. In fact, you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you join in their crime by building the monuments. This is what God, in his wisdom, said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, and they will kill some and persecute the others. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from their creation of the world, from the murder of Abel, to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you experts in, re in religious law? For you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves, 
and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus was leaving, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Oh, Father, how much different are we today than those in your time and those in time ago who killed and maligned the prophets and the apostles. Father, I ask for peace in our nation. I ask for peace in our nation. I pray for peace in our nation. Father, give us guidance and direction through your word on how to act and how, Father, to apply it to our life. I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.